0: Hi, guys. It's Tats here from Castagra, and you're listening to Specified, the Building Materials, Coatings, and Construction podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help the entrepreneurs, the difference makers, and the game changers in the building materials, coatings, and construction industry. Today's guest is Devin Tilly, who is the host of The Art of Construction and the president of Mountain View Windows and Doors. Devin's popular podcast has hundreds of thousands of listeners. And as one of our previous guests, Mark Mitchell said, I would hate to compete with that guy. Devin, thanks for coming on the show.
1: What a lead in. I, uh, <laughs> kudos to Mark, an awesome member of the Art of Construction tribe. He's uh, taught, taught us a ton.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Devin, can you tell our listeners a bit more about your uh, background?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in the building materials industry where my stepfather that raised me uh, was in corporate supply chain and was always fascinated by construction where we had a big family and would fix up houses as we moved around as he grew up, went up the corporate ladder. And I always just wasn't loved the art of construction, but I never fit into the corporate mold very well after getting a marketing degree and working and selling in the corporate world, selling building materials. I always just kind of went against the grain and Found learned about podcasting five years ago before podcasting was cool. And I was like, Well, this is it. This is the way I'm going to tell my story. And I've put in the 10,000 hours selling windows and doors as my platform and do that in Colorado. And my global megaphone now has been going at it hard. And uh, the goal of the art of construction is to educate and grow contractors and affiliates' business. That's awesome. So
0: over that period, you must have learned a lot of different things from different people. What are your top three habits or, or routines for success that you apply?
1: That's a great question. As I call myself the Tasmanian Devon, and the big <laughs> thing for me is I always want to push the envelope and try new things. And my mantra has always been always be marketing and elevate and delegate. And but to do that properly, my three habits are that you learn by doing, but once you learn enough to be dangerous, you got to get someone that's smarter than you to do those tasks that you're not good at. So I guess I'm going down to squirrel hole to answer your question of what are your top three habits is to be successful is for me, it's just work my ass off and always be learning, but then get people that are, are better at what you're not good at to all work together. And at the end of the day, get the most out of life and manage the two things we don't have enough of time and money and time comes first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's very important. Those are very great thoughts on that. Now, you've sort of said you've built yourself up. You did the 10,000 hours to give yourself a platform. But at some point, there must have been a turning point in your life or career where it sort of transformed you as an entrepreneur or as a person. Can you sort of describe that point? What sort of conditions existed
1: and how did you figure it out? Wow, that's a great one. And I would say for me, it was really looking yourself in the mirror and finding out who you are and being really feeling really good about that. You know, we all had go through different winding roads in our life, and personally, things are never perfect. Business are never perfect. And I run a presentation for my tribe called The Full Life Perspective that my father in law got copyrighted in the early 90s and did it on two overhead projectors when things were really cool. And one of the coolest things from the Full Life Perspective presentation that he has given over to me and taught me is the time relationship chart. And there's those critical moments where you can draw a line in the sand and look back. And for me, it was, I never fit the corporate mold, but I loved the art of construction. I just didn't like living in the construction silos that have been built up. So for me, it was just taking that plunge and most importantly, personally, finding my life partner that could support me and go out and follow my passions as an entrepreneur. So for me, it was switching from the corporate world to really putting myself in the right place as a visionary leader, owning my own company instead of helping another company was the big moment for me.
0: Well, definitely I could relate to the entrepreneur side and what comes with that. So definitely, yeah, that's very exciting. So when you talk about owning your own business, part of owning your own business the important thing is to sort of differentiate yourself, right? There's a lot of companies out there doing similar things. How do you differentiate yourself?
1: I always look at what the norm is and try to do the opposite. <laughs> so like when I and always trying to blaze trails, but you only can blaze enough trails to be profitable too. That's the part where I've been blessed to have great people around me to say, wow, visionary Devin, that's a great idea, but we better tweak it here, here and here, or it's, we're not going to have money in the bank at the end of the day. So for me, it's, it's really about defining the right person in the right seat and finding systems and coaches and, and mentors and advisory councils and people around you to, at the end of the day, is get the right help and surround you around the right people that you know, like, and trust.
0: Fantastic. I love that. Now, going from sort of a bigger differentiation perspective to something down a little bit more on the tactical level which is sort of effective. Is there effective marketing tools or strategies that you're using right now that are kind of working for your situation?
1: Yeah. I mean, right before I started the podcast, Anderson Windows is an awesome window manufacturer that my uh, Mountain View window and door in Colorado represents. And they asked me to do a presentation. God, this was like seven, eight years ago Mm -hmm. at a dealer rally when I would got the dealer of the it was the dealer of the year award. And I titled it that the white pages were dead and be marketing outside the box. And right after that presentation, I was interviewed on a podcast. I'm like, well, that's it. And I started my podcast and that's, what's been my differentiator. And I'm not saying everybody go out and start a podcast. I actually think that's kind of a scary recipe today because it's, it's kind of, you're behind the the world of social media and noise and all that stuff. Now it's, it's, it's bolting on the right platforms. And so my answer with that is to align yourself with the right platforms that have been built out there. And that's what the art of construction's goal is, is to, to take all the construction silos and be the connector and that global megaphone to see how we all can best work together. And that's where the art of construction is going. It's always been there, but it's been crusty Contractor in the past that owns the card and his binder. But that's, mm-hmm. there's this thing called the internet and technology that's changed that.
0: That's very cool. Now you've talked definitely lots of people out there doing some very interesting stuff. What's the coolest stuff out there right now in terms of it could be innovations or just practices. What do you see that gets you really excited out there?
1: Yeah, I I just did a presentation at the International Builders show where they asked me to talk about the title was learning and growing through podcasts. Mm. And I, I talked to everybody about how you're jaded about what you don't know what you don't know. And you're jaded about what you think, you know? And at the end of the day, like we have to understand these new technologies, but you still have to understand back to the good old fashioned coaching. And when you need a kick in the ass, so it's managing those things together. So people ask me those questions all the time of tomorrow, I'm recording my 140th show on the art of construction. I've been honored to be on several shows like yours throughout the years. And, I can bring up the really like cool, awesome conversations, like biomimicry. I didn't even know what biomimicry was, but it's everything under the sun has already been built. You just got to figure out how to use it. So Velcro came from dog spurs or the glasses, artist glass compound came from glass shells. And those type of things are really cool. But also looking back at like the entrepreneurial operating system. And what I've always tried to do is to connect people where I use the tools, to talk about the tools both globally and locally, so with entrepreneurial operating system, I use that in my day-to-day business, and I interview my personal implementer, but yet we also talk about the global perspective, how those platforms can be integrated and we just launched a series on the art of construction called the Deep Dive series, where we a series of podcasts that we collaborate with different companies, and we just launched one with Builder Trend, which is a great construction platform but we set it up to where we interviewed their employee number one, then the founder of the company, and then from a client's perspective and tie that all together to where you can really to, and from work a few times, you can really get that perspective on how it all comes full circle to manage those two things. We don't have enough of time and money. Wow.
0: That's, that's fantastic. I love that. So going to, uh, yeah, you said the deep dive series. So you've done 140. That's fantastic. So what was your favorite interview out of all that what's the most memorable interview you did
1: well the cynthia fishman recommend the biomimicry that yeah. the ones that i don't know about me personally the tribe the art i call my art of construction the tribe they may say something totally different but for me it's stuff i love learning and it's something if i don't know about or if it's something where i have this perspective back to where you're jaded about what you think you know I interviewed Audrey Grubesic about modular construction, and she owns a company called Modular Site, where they prep for offsite construction to come to the job site. And I was—I had went to work for a modular company right out of college, and I just didn't—I didn't see eye to eye, and I was jaded by that. So, but she was said, "Devin, you got an interview." Well, that turned into a 15 series deep dive where we interviewed all kinds of like the Kateras and all these awesome. The head, Mike Rock, the head of construction. And I came out of that with a whole new mindset. And then people like Mark Mitchell, where you interviewed, and I think you talked about that on your podcast, that you better be paying attention to this stuff. And it's really nice to have these podcasts or platforms to see into the future and get an eye into that as well as learn from others is really what's so cool about, is what I get jazzed about. Now, that was a long non-answer to your question of what it was my coolest one. They're all awesome. You know, I get to, (laughs) there isn't one, but those are a couple of perspectives from my point of view.
0: Sounds good. Now I've I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts. I mean, there's still a lot of them I have to go through, but
1: what's your favorite one?
0: Well, the things that stood out so far from what I've listened is you talk about your business and your experience centers, the showroom and your trusted, your reps are called trusted advisor. So I must right. imagine that you're big on delivering a customer experience and sort of, it seems like you, you have multiple businesses, but they all sort of work together to deliver that experience. So can you walk me through that? I mean, that, I, I find that exciting because I love that area.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that because that's kind of the visionary where the a lot of times it looks like the Tasmanian Devons going a lot of different directions. And at the end of the day, what makes you tick? And for me, it's relationships. Like I just love learning and meeting new people. And we do that in our experience centers. And so what's an experience center? So I grew up in the supply chain industry where my first job out of college was my boss's boss was my stepfather. And he was the area VP that I had 28 lumber yards in four states. So I would go to all these lumber yards that all had one corporate center that we were the distribution center and had a door shop and we would send, sell them all this stuff. And I'd go to there and I learned so much to understand how all markets are local, but yet you better have a tribe or a team behind you. But it, it, there was always these conflicts of interest. And then lately, the cool thing is all these co-working places. So you have the WeWorks and all these things. And I, my big differentiators is I always put in this big customer experience wow factor that, is our test lab, it's our place where we have events. It's all back to those relationships through education. And so we just opened a showroom in Grand Junction, which is on the other end of the state of Colorado, that we took the traditional design center, like I'd been learning by doing, and I took the co working and I put that all together to where local contractors and designers and people make it their place of business to where we're all collaborating and working together to move the art of construction forward with the anchor tenant being mountain view window and door. So you're not relying on one source, but all the different sources are working together is kind of the secret sauce as the art of construction tribe and all its uh, affiliates.
0: Yeah. Cause you have that very substantial online presence, but you've invested a lot of time on the, the brick and mortar experience as well. So you seem to kind of combine that two together.
1: Totally. And you spend a lot of time with your work team, but that work team that you great, get these great relationships with, the key of that is your home life. And it's that work-life balance that a lot of people struggle with that we have so much fun with that. Like, <laughs> I, I was so honored we have these quarterly team building events for Mountain View. And I kind of got it all teed up, but yet we, we partnered with this company called Liaison Home Automation. And they're Make, we're building this whole studio loft apartment inside of the experience center and they're making it their place business and they're integrating all that stuff. And they, the projector screen, all this stuff. And my Mountain View team said, well, we're going to have a family movie night. And there's so there's like new employees and I hadn't met some of the, So all these kids came, we had this awesome movie night in the back of the experience center that day to day that's used to do workshops and educate our ideal customers. But internally, we had this totally fun event in the space that it just gets so much pride that when you can smile both during the day and have your friends and family come in to showcase it at night. That's that's just really cool to me.
0: That's awesome. I love that experience. Now, I mean, I'm big on that stuff. And I know the big sort of online business is Airbnb. They actually hired someone from Pixar to storyboard their experience. Now, if I were to Let's say if I was a customer or a partner walking into your experience uh, center, walk me through like, in my mind sort of what I would see, what experience you're trying to deliver at each stage. Like, let's say I was opening the door. What, what would I see going into your facility?
1: Yeah, I'd start off by giving you a, your audience a tool that would be the emyth myth Revisited. And I was not a book reader back in the day, but people have coached me to get passionate about books. Like I used to be passionate about sports. And that's kind of where I've changed the game, where I work now about my tribe and my family, instead of learning about the latest great sports star, that's about his billion dollar contract. <laughs> so that book that is the E-Myth Revisited, that is such an easy read and tribe out there. If, you're, if you haven't read it, pick it up and read it. And from that, I literally live that. and I like our color for Mountain View was royal purple. And we, you know, we work on luxury projects and it's for contractors and architects and project designers in Colorado. And royal purple was our color. And so now we call it the purple glove service. So when you come in the front door to our experience center, it's, we don't, do you want a cup of coffee? But we have a custom espresso coffee bar that Mm -hmm. you're setting the stage when you walk in there of what that experience is going to be. We sell windows and doors. We sell high-end luxury in windows and doors. So we don't just have a brochure and a TV or a corner sample. We have, I call it the Tesla of doors that has a Anderson Weiland that the door panel is six foot wide and 14 foot tall. But it's not wow. just a door. It's a whole experience that we have it integrated with lighting controls and automation and all this stuff to showcase what can be done in that experience. Now, now that's not for everybody. So you got to have the right value products and stuff staged around that. Yeah. And then just have a really good place that our trusted advisors can call home and, and work efficiently with the Mountain View team around them.
0: Wow. Fantastic. I love that. Now, okay. So these are the things that I definitely see that great companies are doing and they're following in those footsteps. But what are some of the big mistakes you see in companies? You know, the, the companies that you sort of see around you or are doing or are you you trying to help
1: the mantra I use with that is don't expect with an e what you don't inspect with an I. Mm -hmm. and when I say that I used to be I it's not about being a seagull ceo going around and shitting on everybody (laughs) it's about getting the right leadership team and getting the right person in the right seat and so you're just going to burn yourself out if you try to do everything yourself but you got you, you to give people a long enough string, but you can't just give them no leash at all. So it's really just finding that part about what makes people tick. But don't put it on the person if they're confused. Put it on yourself and define the right system. So for me, it's the entrepreneurial operating system. I've interviewed several different people on the art of construction about that. But it's finding that system and getting yourself an advisory council and a personal board of directors to To get your back when you're up and down and all around.
0: Perfect. Now, what sort of stuff are you curious about right now? I mean, your your mind must be always working and thinking about what the next thing is and you have a vision for the future. What sort of things that you're sort of looking at right now?
1: Yeah, the big thing we're blazing trails on right now is computational design. So we interviewed Bill Allen, the founder of Evolve Lab. I didn't even know what computational design was. I had been living it, but he educated me on the day to drop Chasm and go check out that podcast. But what I'm talking about is the silos that have been built up in the AEC community versus the contracting community, meaning the architect does the pretty pictures and the contractor does the work. That's all being integrated right now. And who does what coming out the other end, more importantly, what data goes in in the data drop or the data efficiencies along the way. So Art of Construction has just launched the Art of Construction Lab. And the whole division of that company is to take all the different affiliates out there and put them together because somebody has to connect the dots in the one that, what's in it for me, Krusty Contractor Silos.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, is there any specific tips that you give people in, in those areas right now? sort of to, to help them?
1: Yeah. Before you just try new things every day, I worked my tail off for five years defining a really kick-ass window and door company called Mountain View Window and Door. That's all we do is windows and doors and have a team that does the details much better than I do. I'm a big picture guy, but I was all in until we got a, a great team working on all that stuff. So you can't move forward and, until you you get a baseline. So get a baseline and then, and then always be learning and always be growing because either you're growing or dying and we don't want to be dying. We want to keep growing, man.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Now, who sort of inspires you? What are your, you, you talked about e-myth a little bit. That's, uh, I guess that's Michael Gerber. Yep. Who else sort of inspires you out there, gets you fired up?
1: Well, I mean, growing up, I grew up with loving sports and it was Michael Jordan was that guy, but it's all kinds of different people now, but I'm fascinated as a serial entrepreneur with people like Elon Musk and like his business model and his books, I'm, I do all that stuff where his, he says, what is, should this be 10 years from now? And we're going to change that, it, whether it's electric cars or rockets or solar power, all that stuff. And I'm fascinated by that, but I don't like when I read about how he lives his personal life. So mm-hmm. it's that balancing of that work-life balance and, and systems and things like that, The other one I really like is Donald Miller of the Story Brand is a great podcast of if you confuse, you lose because Tasmanian Devin gets very confusing very quick. So people like that have really helped me know what my strengths and weaknesses are. And from a learn by doing perspective, then just going into some disc profile and you're this and I'm that, and this is how we should work together. That's just the pay to play in my perspective. Mm -hmm.
0: Sounds good. You touched on sort of, Work-life balance, how do you keep that in check? I mean, there's always, as an entrepreneur, there's always something to do. And how do you keep that sort of line, that fine balance?
1: That's the right people around you. My life partner, Sarah, is I'm the gas and she's the brakes. But we totally trust and love and respect each other. So when we can come home, we can have those debates and we can push each other or slow each other down. It's just who really has your back. And I just have, I'm blessed with such an awesome family on a four-year-old that makes it why we do what we do. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Is something everyone should look ourselves in the mirror. Get out of bed and ask yourself that question and get real about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Devin, is there anything I should ask you but didn't?
1: No, you did a great job. I've, I've really been enjoying your podcast. You've had some awesome guests that have also been on my podcast. So if you're interested, if you want to learn more, Todd DeWalt or Mark Mitchell, those guys have all been on the Art of Construction podcast. So the big thing I ask is just you and I are all learning learning together and trying to grow this audience. And the Art of Construction's job is to connect the dots and put us all together. So we'd love the AOC.us. You can go to, there's a message board. And you can hit us up there and we'd love your feedback as we're continuing to grow and have more fun and have more time and money in this construction world that we passionately love that sometimes, sometimes people are still trying to use the old hammer and the nail and instead of the nail gun and technology and putting it all together.
0: Well, thank you so much, Devin. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to Specified. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, please forward it along. And send me a note or drop me a comment if you have any feedback or suggestions. See you at the next episode.